Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Water Cooler Podcast, episode 44. And I'm just here on this preamble just to confess that I made an error in the, this episode. Uh, in this episode, Bilal Ali is my guest to, uh, this week. And uh, I said his podcast is Everything Goes, when in fact it is Anything Goes. I left it. I left the edit. I left that in the edit. He... All of his links will be in the in the description below, so be sure to check out his podcast. Anything goes. Other than that, I don't really have anything else. This is a really great uh, conversation that we had, uh, and enjoy the episode. All right, see ya. Welcome to episode 44 of the Water Cooler Podcast. And today on the podcast, I'm joined by like someone I've just discovered just recently. I've been listening to his podcast like nonstop. It's Bilal Ali from Everything Goes. Bilal, how are you doing today? Hey, it's going good, man. It's going good. Thank you. How's it going? Hey, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Like I'm fully vaccinated. Like I, I'm still playing it pretty cautious and kind of staying indoors and keeping my mask on when I'm outdoors, but I'm still doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, like I always like the intro of the show. Cause I started this dur- during quarantine. Cause I had nothing else to do is like, I always ask like anyone new on the show, like, like how you've been doing over the last 14 months. Like, cause it's been <laughs> yeah. quite a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. It's always uh funny, you know, to ask a question like that, especially when it comes to, uh, you know, quarantine and all this, right? And it's a pandemic. But um honestly, man, I've I've been doing, you know, better than uh you might expect, you know, during a pandemic. So uh, you know, I'm I'm grateful for, for everything, you know, I always thank God. Um and, you know, talking about vaccination when you said, you know, you're fully vaccinated actually two days ago. Uh no, no, like three, four days ago. I just got my first dose. Uh nice. so yeah, that was exciting. Pfizer. And um yeah, what 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 did you get vaccinated with? Uh I got Johnson and Johnson, which was a kind of unfortunate because right after that I the news came out that they paused it, which I'm not I wasn't really concerned with to begin with just because like 7 out of 7 million people got blood clots, so I don't oh, really yeah. see that as like like I'm not worried. Like I'm fine now. It's like I I don't feel bad or i don't have any pains in any arms so but yeah right yeah. after i got it i would say that i the like it i was like the worst body aches in, in my life like i'm not sure how you took like your first shot i think like like i think pfizer and moderna like if you have your first shot you don't really feel anything but the second one is when you'll feel stuff so but yeah hope. personally me i didn't um i didn't really feel much just uh you know, kind of like aching in the, in the arm, you know, just like any really vaccine else that you would have like taken, uh, it kind of for like a day or something, you know, when you lift up your arm, it, it's a little bit sore, but 
Um, mm-hmm. I know for my sister, for example, she took it and her arm was like dying for like two whole days. She could like not move it. <laughs> um, right. So I, I know like it affects, you know, different people different ways. But thank God, you know, it wasn't uh, anything serious. Like uh, we, we didn't get flus or anything like that. Right. Yeah. It, I, it was really it was really weird when I got mine. Like I kind of felt like I could conquer the world. A little bit, so I still <laughs> kept my I still kept a safe distance around other people. But yeah. I went to like Target with my mask on, and it was like I kind of I did like all these errands, and I got home, and like it hit me like eight hours in. That's when the like the symptoms started hitting. I'm just like I'm just gonna go to bed, <laughs> and I feel like I feel, I, I feel like it's uh like like those symptoms. Like I said, like the, they're some of the worst body aches I've ever experienced in my life, but. It was yeah. weird because I could time it like I oh, wow. like I knew when it I knew like when it hit, I was like, OK, I'm going to they say it lasts only 24 hours. So I'm going to say like by 6 p.m. the next day, like I should be fine. And I was so it's like <laughs> it, it's just your immune system that just like saying, like, what are you putting in me and stuff like that? And then right. your immune system adjusts. It's yeah. Our yeah, bodies exactly. are so weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's It's amazing, man. Because I know, like, when with vaccines, you know, when they, I'm not sure with, you know, the COVID one exactly, but with, you know, typical vaccines uh, for flus and stuff like that, they'll give you, uh, I think it's like, you know, a, a lower class maybe of, you know, that that virus or, uh, you know, one that's not, you know, fully active. So then your body knows, like, you know, it starts making the antibodies and, it, you know, it can start fighting it. So mm-hmm. then for next time, when you actually get the you know, the real virus where it's fully active, then your body has a lot higher chance of fighting it off. Right. And uh, I've been reading a lot of like articles lately about like people encouraging people to get the vaccine and like probably one of the funniest and probably the coolest ways of just like telling people to go get the vaccine is that they, they say your body before the vaccine is like a 1999 Honda Civic. And then afterwards it's a, it's a 20, 2020 BMW. So it's like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. I guess I have a 2020 BMW now. So I don't, <laughs> yeah, look at that. Eh? <laughs> right? I don't know. I think that's kind of cool. Kind of a supreme way of thinking, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. for me, man, when I when I got the when I got the vaccine, I felt you know. So um, I know it takes like two weeks for it to actually start working, you know, um, mm-hmm. but. I still felt like, wow, you know, like this is a a big step towards, you know, I guess um, freedom kind of again or, you know, kind of normalcy. Because, man, we've yeah. been in this. We've been in this for so long. But like. Yeah. And yeah. you're Canadian. If, uh, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm if, Canadian. Uh, so you're I think your restrictions have been a little bit tougher than the, like the United States. Yeah. Like aren't you guys still on pretty strict lockdown until everyone gets vaccinated or Yeah, where I am, I know like throughout Canada it's a little bit different from each place. Mm-hmm. Uh but where I am, Alberta, it's uh mm-hmm. we just went into another lockdown probably like 2 weeks ago and they said we'll be in this one for like 3 weeks. It's definitely not going to be 3 weeks. It's going to be longer than that. They always, you know, give these like horrible estimations where they're like it'll be this long, but then obviously you know, they don't really do full lockdowns. That's the thing because the, the economy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So then like 
it's still going to go around no matter what, right? You got, like, if you really wanted to stop, you're going to have to do, like, a three-week lockdown or something where it's a proper lockdown. Nobody's allowed to leave. It's fines if you leave. But also, you know, with, like, uh, being, like, a free country, right, and all, like, libertarians and stuff like that, you know, it's it's going to be kind of like a invasion of, of people's, you know, rights and freedoms and stuff like that. So that's that's kind of the problem with it so we keep just going into lockdowns and out of lockdowns into lockdowns so it's kind of it's annoying but it's okay right so it's kind of similar to the united states how we're, well i live in california so we it feels like i've been on lockdown since this whole thing started because yeah out of all the states california probably has like the toughest restrictions we're, mm-hmm. we're supposed to lift all the restrictions by june 15th but you still get like the people that are like i'm like yelling at like service workers, like wearing them, like I'm not going to wear a mask and stuff like that. And it's like, when I, I I don't know. I always like, uh, um, I really discourage like any of those people that like, that say that stuff. It's like, have some respect for like the people that are like serving you. It's like, yeah, that's why like when this whole news came out about like the CDC, like saying that, all vaccinated people don't have to wear a mask anymore. Like I'm still going to continue to wear masks just mainly because like these last 14 months have taught me not to trust anyone because like, I don't know if someone's been vaccinated or not. Like I know like uh, you're like, uh, like you just told me like you're vaccinated, but not everyone that I walk along, uh, along the street say like, Oh yeah, I just got my first shot last week. That's not something that you, strike up a conversation with like if you're just walking on the sidewalk (laughs) yeah like yeah i get i get that thinking and you know for me as well i was thinking to myself you know kind of related to this topic i was thinking uh how kind of when i get hopefully you know my second dose soon um i was thinking that like you know i'm probably like gonna still keep on my mask because the thing is with like keeping on your mask and not it's like now you have the shot right so it's it's like for you not going to be as bad hopefully if you get it it'll kind of be like a flu uh you know and whatnot but but at the same time when people you know they're walking around i feel like you know you might make them feel uncomfortable because you know they they may not know or is this person like vaccinated or not you know how are they going to know so so when you're going around walking around and um you're, you're not wearing a mask and you're telling people that you're vaccinated you know, not everybody's going to believe you. So it's like just, you know, to keep people comfortable. And at the same time, you don't really want to, I guess, you know, get get COVID, even if it's not going to hopefully hospitalize you. It's still, you know, not not the best. Right. I, I, I always like I've taken it completely seriously just because like people say like the death rate is low or something like that. I think that's like the argument of people that are against COVID. But like we still don't know like the, the like the long lasting effects like after you get the virus and you rec- for the people that have recovered from it like if like there's like scientists that are like doing autopsies on people that that had the virus and they recovered <laughs> or not autopsies but they would do like you you know what i mean like x-rays of like yeah. their lungs and like oh, their yeah, lungs yeah. are like completely destroyed it's like it, it's kind of scary stuff. It's like this virus is just so like they're finding new stuff about it. Like each day, it's so weird. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a, a crazy thing, honestly. And you're you're absolutely right. You know, they when when they do look like a lot of people, for example, you know, who do 
heal from COVID. Uh, they like they've talked about how you know months after they still have lung problems, like breathing problems now, or like asthma, you know, and a bunch of like things that you wouldn't normally see with with a flu, you know. And the people who argue like this is just a flu or something like that is is so annoying because just look at how many lives have actually been lost to this, even if it's uh, like a not even half the percentage you know that die from this or something close to that even it's like very small right when you look at the percentage wise it's still killing way 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 more people than any other you know virus uh kills so it's uh you know those arguments always they they piss me off since it's like you know it's kind of inconsiderate to the people who have lost their lives and who are uh who have healed but you know still have problems and stuff like that because of covid yeah and i always bring up it's like like for for me like being an american like 9 11 like 2000 people were lost on that day and like the, this virus has killed more people than that day alone which is like i know like conservatives that always get mad at me for like bringing up that but it's just like well if you want us to take 9 11 seriously then you should take covid seriously it's like it's 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 just kind of it's just kind of annoying like we're so divided like over here it's so it's so ridiculous like we politicize everything yeah like like how do like like how are people like kind of taking like like mask wearing and like the lockdown like over there is it pretty politicized like in canada or that people are just willing to like take public health seriously um i i feel like with canada it's more like people are more accepting of uh of you know the restrictions and the rules and stuff like that but a lot of people are still uh you know like against it and stuff um but for the most part even even the people you know who I've personally met or personally I like I personally know uh even them they when when they like uh you know they're if they don't believe really that COVID does much, they still wear their masks and stuff like that, just because, you know, it's a law and all mm-hmm. that. Um, so at least, you know, that, you know, there's that, that they respect, you know, the law enough and also the rest of the people who do want to maintain, you know, uh, mask wearing and all that until, you know, we're, we're past this, but they're like, personally, I've never met actually somebody who, who, you know, is like an anti masker. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do see like videos sometimes, you know, of people who go into like Costco or something and they're, they're not wearing a mask and they're making a big deal out of it and all of this. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but like, I don't think it's probably that common cause I've never honestly met somebody like that, but I have met on uh, like anti-vaccinators. Like I, I know a few of those, you know, but yeah. Yeah. Like I've, I haven't really like met too many anti-maskers, but like there's plenty of like anti, like vax, uh, uh, anti-vaccination like people out there just because there's, I don't, I, I understand like the, the hesitancy too, just because it's like this vaccine was developed like so quickly. Yeah. And it's like, and then all of a sudden it's just like, they, like they said, I think they said when this whole thing started, it's like, oh, we won't see one for like two years. And then all of a sudden, like, here here comes a vaccine. So it's like, I understand, like, wh- how why people would be hesitant. But it's like, I encourage people to just do their research, too. Like, legitimate research, not something that you would find, like, on 
like a 4chan forum or like a like you you know what i mean right yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah no i totally i i get what you what you mean there and um a lot of the people who do have that you know argument of the you know being against the vaccine and saying that it's rushed and always like that that that's what they always talk about mm-hmm. um honestly i i don't believe you know that's correct at all because the thing is vaccines typically you know they'll take five to eight years to be made right so when you now when people see that it was made in a year or a little bit less than a year it's like how did they do that right and people do have to an extent a right to you know kind of speculate you know or you know be kind of uh skeptical about it but at the same time it's like do people realize we're in a pandemic like that's why they made it quickly. They didn't make it quickly because it's rushed. They made it quickly because now the funding is way higher. Like the whole world went into shutdowns. You know, this killed millions of people. This, you know, lockdown economies, this did so much to the whole world. So naturally the investing, you know, and the time and all that is going to be way higher rather than when, you know, it's a typical flu or a typical virus that, you know, isn't really going to kill that many people. So they're not in a rush to make a vaccine for it. So honestly, I just feel like, you know, the arguments that people make against vaccines are a little bit out of ignorance. And it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely out of ignorance. And it's just, like, I understand, like, some hesitancy probably comes from like uh, like what race you are too just because there's several african american like uh people that i know that that don't want to get the vaccine just because of their history of of like the medical industry uh, industry just like not like not being on their side and like yeah. they like and like i understand that's scary but it's also it's like this is this is backed by science and I I don't want to say they should take their word for it just because that sounds really messed up to say, but it's just like it. I don't know. It's for it's the good for public health. It's like like th- these vaccines are good. It's like yeah. uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're like, it, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say that you know we're we're like all in this together in the end of the day, and it's like the whole world is basically you know trying like they're trying to get the whole world vaccinated so you know the arguments of people saying like oh they're you know they're injecting us with something that's going to control us and all that it's like are you serious like what do you mean they're going to control us like technically we're already controlled in a lot of things like you know our economic choices and like so many they they literally control us through media and manipulation and all this like they don't need to you know inject us with something that's going to make us you know like robots i i i don't like even know the, what people are on about the controller is basically if it's in your pocket right now that's basically like yeah that's basically the government controller right there it's like the like your phone is basically like they have all the information on you google has yeah. all this information on you and like whether they're using that for good or for bad it's like we honestly don't know it's like it's like tech that's why like I really admire like technology sometimes, but sometimes it can be very just scary too, just because we don't like, 
it's like all there's there's so much information that these companies have like i know like i've had like a gmail account since like since i was like like 10 10 years old and yeah. <laughs> i'm 31 now and freaking uh, freaking google has like all this information on me <laughs> that's been like filtering through it's just like oh my god when i when i I don't usually think about it like all the time, but sometimes when I just step back a little bit, I'm just like, holy crap. Like this company <laughs> is like my father at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think the company might know more than. <laughs> but does that kind of like blow your mind a little bit? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's definitely crazy. Honestly, the amount like of information on on your cell phone not only your cell phone like literally in your like cloud right there's so much information about us about each in, like individual person and the thing is like some people you know they're like oh i'm going to i'm going to live in a place where it's like far away from society so then i don't have to you know be uh like a part of that system and stuff like that but even then like I'm 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 Egyptian Canadian. So when when I go back to like, you know, visit Egypt and stuff like that, there's like countrysides and people are a lot more, you know, impoverished over there and stuff like that. But when when you go there, even them they have like, you know, really basic phones, but like even you know the lowest class people have their information, you know, everywhere. Like so basically, you know, it's it's a crazy thing to think about when you when you realize that everything is is you know easily trackable and uh i mean like you said yeah it is actually a scary thing in a way but also you know a lot of uh you know positives came out of social media for example um like right now you know with palestine right i i don't know if you've attended any protests and stuff like that but i've been seeing uh protests you know all over in in america and canada and i've attended actually a car rally and a and a protest. I was just at a protest yesterday, um, and you know it, that that's one of the really really beautiful things about social media, because no news outlet, you know that, that like mainstream news outlet is actually covering the, the atrocities happening in Palestine, and it's uh, you know that that's one of the things I feel that social media has really uh, you know benefited the world with, where now we can. People can, you know, document their own lives, uh, you know, with their point of view and with no biased point of view, you know, where the media is, uh, you know, switching things and the narrative and all that. And people can really show what's going on. So um, that's that's definitely one of the positives with social media. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfiltered. Like it's kind of like I've been uh, I will admit I'm very like uneducated on this this whole Israel and Palestine situation like I know like a very I know a little bit about it but yeah. I like hopefully you can like enlighten me on like because I know that this has been happening for years and mm -hmm. years like it's even longer than like the Black Lives Matter like movement like this is like like these two like nations have been fighting for forever yeah. and the thing that pisses me off about like this whole situation is that America is like I just read this morning that they just sent millions and millions of dollars to Israel, mm -hmm. like what what for for their military. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like you clearly know like what's going on, and you continually you continually defund like these organizations that are like that that are murdering people. 
but yeah. like, I I don't know. Like, wh- like, what do you think about that? It's like, yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's uh, disgusting, honestly. And America is also it's been supporting Israel for for the longest time. They've literally been, you know, their allies for so long. And something about also, and I can tell you a little bit, and you know, the listeners about the, you know, what's happening in Palestine, um, you know, but. I'm actually working on an episode right now for my podcast uh, regarding this topic. So I can kind of, you know, I guess, educate people a little bit more about it. But um, basically, you know, what happened was after World War II and the Holocaust. Okay. Palestine, first and foremost, has always been a state that was, it was always called Palestine. Okay. And then after Mm -hmm. World War II and the Holocaust, um, you know, Zionism, it arose you know, and mm-hmm. it became a lot more popular after the Holocaust, okay? So then, basically, they started, you know, advocating for this a lot more. And the whole world was kind of starting to stand by the Jews and the Zionist movement, okay? Because now, you know, they they saw the the horrible things that happened to them in the Holocaust. And they felt, I guess, you know, that, that now, because of the things that happened to them in the Holocaust, they have a right to Palestine, which first and foremost does not make any sense because it's already a land for, you know, a people that live there, right? So they, they started, you know, moving over. Um, they, they made it like Britain made, um, what was it called? The Balfour Declaration, which basically said that, you know, with the Queen's uh, approval, we, we would like to say that Palestine is going to be a land for, for the Jews, okay? Which, like... It, they literally called it Palestine, okay? And it is called Palestine. So what happened was they started bringing Jews from all over the world into Palestine, and they split up Palestine into Palestine and Israel, okay? Palestinians mm-hmm. never agreed, uh, you know, for this partition. But uh, but the obviously Israelis, they agreed because they didn't even have a land there, so they're going to agree to whatever they get. And then they started... Um, after this, they started, you know, the Israelis, they started even going and breaking into people's homes, the Palestinians' homes, and kicking them out, and then, you know, occupying even more territory. You know, that wasn't even part of the partition plan. So they started occupying more and more territory and murdering, you know, innocent Palestinians and um, all this, uh, you know, and they they committed atrocities that, you know, are just disgusting uh and so this this issue has been going on since 1948 and it's it's nothing new it's just you know in the media now where where you know now actually the narrative of it's israel and there's a conflict and all that is actually starting to change and you know people are starting to realize that it's really called palestine and it's always been palestine but israel are just occupiers of you know a state that was already there and yeah it's 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 horrible man but yeah that sounds like absolutely horrible and it it sounds like almost like the exact same way the way america was founded just because like you have colonizers from from england coming over to like new land and thinking that they discovered new land but like the native americans were here long before anyone else anyone else but then the english just come over and they just they just take everything they just take everything rape and pillage give them like all the diseases it's like it's and just kind of like oh this is america now and i'm like 
and now I can kind of see a little bit why like America is like siding with Israel is because it's like it's like they like they like they see America they see a Americanism in Israel so they're like oh let's we there's as as much as I don't like it there's always been like these like groups like forming together like or, like outside groups like forming together and like kind of you, you, you know what I mean? Just kind of yeah, like yeah. just teaming up and stuff like that. Like, oh, we align on this. It's like, oh, you're a liberal, you're a liberal. Let's let's all let's join together. You're a conservative, you're conservative. Let's join together. It's like America sees like is Israel is like, like they they will like Joe Biden will never say this because of everything that's happening going yeah. on in, in Palestine. But like like behind the scenes, like we we all know how he truly feels. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, and it's it's literally so obvious by the fact that, you know, what, what you even brought up in the beginning, where he just donated uh, 700 and what was it, 35 million to Israel, mm-hmm. to an army. First, like, first, you know, they've been giving money to Israel for so, so long. But now, you know, to keep on giving money to them and weapons and, you know, the world is looking on. It's like people are actually starting to realize that it doesn't make sense first and f- like first and foremost for the occupier to have you know weapons right that that doesn't make sense the occupier should not have anything but then the occupier which is Israel you know they're they're going and they're uh you know killing children and killing innocent civilians innocent Palestinians uh pe- you know there it's not even a war people are always calling it a war it's how are you going to have a war between you know people who who can barely defend themselves that you know they they literally fight back the civilians fight back with rocks man they throw rocks against one of the strongest um you know armies in the whole world you know an occupier state and it's 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 horrendous man it's it's so saddening it's like you would never see like i'm not sure if you're a boxing fan you would never see like a heavyweight going up against a lightweight like just like completely out of their league it's just like it's 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 so like i don't know like i haven't gone to any rallies yet but like when the next one pops up like here in california i'm definitely gonna go out and just support just because of what like you taught me and just like the videos that i've seen it's like it's absolutely horrendous like i'm like I know this is very like cliche, but I'm like the biggest like like leader on for like peace on earth. And I'm like like the older I get, I'm just like and the more videos that I see like on social media of like all this violence and all this hate, like not just like Israel and Palestine, but everywhere. Yeah. It's it just makes me think like, are we ever gonna get to that point? It's yeah. it's like like I, I'm still, I'm still hopeful that we can eventually get there, but it's like, it, it, it's so, it's so dark and and grim, especially 2020. 2020 <laughs> just made me feel so, like, I, I yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I just don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I respect you know, uh, the fact that you said you know you'll, you'll go out to protests and all that, and that you stand for for peace and, and you know all that in people's rights and human rights. And, uh, you know, I, I, it is, when you look at the whole world, you see so many, you know, different issues and problems. And, uh, you know, just, just literally last year, 
we were talking about how there might be World War Three with Trump and, you know, Kim Jong-un. And it's like, really, this is like what, what the world has come to where it's these are the issues that we talk about. And like, so it's I, I don't know if we'll reach a time where where, you know, there's peace every single place in the world. But, you know, what what we can do as, you know, citizens of the world, not only our countries, but of the world is um, just constantly kind of work work to to stop the you know injustices happening around the world and stand with with you know the victims of this world and uh you know just try our best to stop crimes that we can stop whether it be with our with our tongues or our hearts even or our um or our you know our hands this is actually it's uh I'm Muslim for those of you who don't know and it's uh this is one of the you know, things that Islam it teaches where it's like, uh, if, um, if you can't like always try to stop something, that's, you know, an injustice that's happening with your heart. And then if you, or it's, uh, try to stop it with your hands. If you can't stop it with your hands, try to stop it with your mouth. If you can't do that, then at least stop it with your heart. And by stopping it with your heart, that basically just means like, know that this is wrong. Believe it in your heart that this is wrong. You know, don't don't fall victim to to, uh, you know, the the propaganda being spread where it's like, oh, you know, th- this is right. And, you know, starting to actually victimize a victim. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I feel it, man. Like, I think like it's probably one of the main reasons why I started this podcast. And I'm sure for you, it's probably the same reason is that like I like I felt like I felt like I had a mission to like like because i i I say like almost every single episode that Mm -hmm. i don't have the answer and like what what my goal is like with this podcast is just get people of different backgrounds and different cultures and just ask them questions and just learn just because i feel like that's where we could we can get to peace on earth is is that if we have just conversations with people just ask them like how they're doing like ask them about their mental health like to like we're 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 in the month of May. It's Mental Health Awareness Month. It's like 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 just ask them how they're doing. Like just just ask questions. Learn about this person. And I feel like that's like once we know how what a person is going through and like how uh, like how they're feeling, I feel like that will get us a little bit closer to like peace and happiness. Just because like we're not we're not in a vacuum anymore. We're like we we see other people's sides yeah uh you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely yeah, i feel it's just... oh, go sorry ahead. go ahead go ahead mm-hmm. yeah i was just gonna agree with you you know where it's uh i feel you know that conversations just you know simple conversations are really what what will make a difference you know with with ourselves firstly and then with you know making the world a better place as a whole Cause, uh, you know, kind of just having conversation with different people from different backgrounds, like you said, you know, and that's something that thank God I'm, I'm, you know, blessed to do and able to do, uh, with my podcast, same as you, you know, with your podcast and, uh, it's just getting different information, different, you know, getting educated from different people, uh, from different backgrounds, from different upbringings, from, you know, so many different things where it's like, now you know with with these conversations you're you're it opens up your eyes to different things and uh you're able to better understand you know the actual pr- 
problems happening in the world rather than just following what you know the media says and the news outlets say mm -hmm. totally um and uh just i don't know uh that's what that's why i appreciate about your podcast too everything goes is that like like especially like your last episode like communication like like that was like such a good episode and just like like how to talk to people and like seeing like their like just nonverbal communication and just like and verbal communication yeah like i like I think that's absolutely crucial. Like, like if I'm walking, like it saddens me to say, like, like when I walk down the street with a mask on, and I see just, just even like even with their mask on, I can still see like their emotions and like seeing like how they feel and like, like whether they're homeless or like they're just not having a good day. I feel like it, it kind of kills me because before I had like a mask on, I would just smile at those people because if you smile back, like that could like. Like you have no idea, like how like that could affect someone. Like if you just get a smile back for someone that you don't even yeah. know, like that will just like it, it makes me feel good. I'm not sure about yeah. you, but it makes it makes me feel good. So. No, no, absolutely. I'm I'm the same as you, man. And I feel you know with with most people, it'll be like that where it's like a smile does really really go a long way when when you know it, it's something so simple and it doesn't take much effort. You know what they always say? They say that. Um, smiling uses less muscles than frowning, right? So it's mm -hmm. it, it's it's easier to smile, and you know, normally even when you smile yourself, it kind of makes you happy, like yourself happy too. Where it's like you you start kind of feel like if you forcefully kind of smile, they they always say you know kind of when when you're feeling down, just smile, just try to smile, and it it, it does actually kind of help you and then you know when when you see somebody on the street like you said even through the mask man when when you go shopping somewhere or something and you smile you you can see you know like the the eyes light up and you can see the cheeks go up and you can see all that right so you you feel it man and it's uh it's it does make a difference it, it makes a difference a big big difference so i feel you know just something like you said as simple as smiling is really uh, a beautiful thing yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's a, it's almost like the that saying like uh, I'm being very cliche with you. I'm sorry, but like a oh, picture is worth a thousand words. <laughs> like just like a smile is worth like a thousand words. It's like it's it's, uh, it's just incredible. It, yeah. It, if only if more people would be able to figure that one out. But yeah, it, definitely. We'll, we'll slowly get there. So. Yeah, and I mean, but, you know cliche you you keep talking about how it's cliche but honestly man cliche things are a lot of the time really good like they're you know they're <laughs> mm -hmm. even if they're cliche it's like they're they're perfect for so many situations so right and i feel like the 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 way we get there is by educating and like i said just like asking questions like i i like even with friends that i like that i know in real life not just like through the internet like yeah I still, I still ask questions and like ask them like how they're doing and just like, like I do it for my parents too. It's like, it's, yeah, it's just, it, it's just, it's supremely important. So just, uh, yeah, that's always, amazing. always keep asking questions, but, right. um, I don't want to, I don't want to hold you up too much. We've, we've, we've talked a lot like <laughs> on this episode, like yeah. I've had a really great time talking with you. Uh, I had a wonderful time with you, man. Thank you so yeah, much, honestly. 
I enjoy your podcast like every single day. Like like I said, like it's it's so it's so wholesome. Like I'm I'm learning a lot uh, about just about every person that you're bringing on, uh, and I think that's important with a podcast. But uh, Bilal, um, where can people find you on on the internet? Like, yeah, well, uh, I just want to thank you firstly, uh, you know, Marley for for bringing me on here and uh, taking the time. I honestly, I really enjoyed this. And, uh, you know, these types of genuine and wholesome conversations are really uh, what what kind of spark a change in this world. And I, I appreciate you, man, for for taking the time and having me on. And, um, yeah, but where can people find me on? Uh, you guys can find me on my podcast, Anything Goes with Bilal Ali. Uh, and I don't know if Marley will have any link to it down below. But... Um, but yeah, that's basically my podcast, and you can find me on Instagram as well. Podcast with Bilal, B I L A L, uh, and yeah, basically that's that. <laughs> uh, yeah, all the links will be in the description below for Bilal's podcast. And uh, I had a great time talking with you, and uh, I hope you have a great day. And uh, everyone, we're signing off.